Hi everyone, this is Christian from theworkprint.com. It's uh, kind of been a while since I've sort of addressed the audience directly, and I figured uh, I'd say hi and update you about what's been uh, going on with the podcast for any listeners who've kind of been curious about where I've gone. Uh, truth is, I'm still very much around. I just kind of write for a couple different media outlets now, and uh, I'm also kind of doing my own creative things. Uh, two comic books uh, that I'm planning to get kickstarted next year, and really just, I don't know, spending time to figure myself out, as I'm sure many of you are, uh, towards, you know, the end of this, hopefully the end of this pandemic, but we'll see. Um, after, like, a hundred episodes of recording, I kind of needed to take a break from the podcast, so I sort of did so and explored uh, both, you know, uh, my interests and what my goals are, uh, life-wise and you know, uh, everything. So yeah, I like, I love this podcast. Um, I record edits and, uh, sort of organized a majority of, uh, these casts. And while it is fun, it, it is a lot of work. So, um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of decided to sort of take a step back, uh, especially cause like finding, <laughs> it's funny, finding guests is easy. It's finding when to slot guests and, like finding which staff is free when uh that's really sort of the hardest part i think about doing all this but uh while i've been away Bilal and rob have been continuously doing gamecast our uh, gaming themed podcast both on twitch and uh right here and they've been doing a pretty epic job if i do say so myself um they do like weekly episodes and i do hope one day to join in on it as a guest uh, especially because i do a lot of gaming coverage now for other outlets but Instead of kind of overloading my plate, like I normally always do, I decided, um, yeah, let me slowly ease back into the podcasting and uh, sort of take a breather right now to just talk to you guys. So Robin Bilal is still going to do Gamecasts. That's very much a thing, and we're still going to share uh, our spot on the WordPrint podcast. But um, as for me, and particularly the TV talk and movie talk segments that I know Jad does some of the movie talks, but I did like a majority of the TV talks, um, I kind of wanted to take a step in a different direction. And what I mean by that is kind of like Steve from Blue's Clues, I kind of just wanted to say, hey, let's uh, let's talk about how things left off <laughs> and how things have changed, really. Um, so if you follow the podcast, last week we had uh, Danica Esterhazy from Sci-Fi Network, who uh, I got a really dope interview with, if you could listen to it. it's I think it's like the second or third to last one. So uh, the TV talk, movie talk episode. But uh, we were pro- uh, she was promoting the Slumber Party Massacre, and we kind of did a Q&A interview session. And I got to be honest, like I kind of miss doing that, especially because I've been avoiding conventions because of like the fear of COVID and the whatnot. So I kind of wanted to pivot more towards that. Um, over the years, like our site has had some really cool coverage with celebrity guests and creators, both here and on the on the YouTube page. And um, I think, you know, for the work that I still have time to put in here, I kind of wanted to focus a little bit more on that. So uh, for now, for the WordPrint podcast, expect a mix between, you know, me and like whoever wants to guest uh, sort of talk about the latest movie or TV show or comic book or video game. Uh, and, you know, just between us and the special creators or guests that we have, uh, like the authors uh, that I had uh, when we were covering Mandalorian. But also um, be prepared for more celebrity interviews, uh, just like Danica was last week to kind of just... You know, go there, talk, and and uh, promote these things because, like, a, um, I genuinely love these things. I, I'm a I'm a creator myself, 
and I like talking with people about the process and like their the different elements of their story and the things that they're making. So um, yeah, just uh, giving you a shout out. Be ready for that. So um, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, as for today's special episode, uh, this is going to be on Dune, uh, the new movie by Villanueva, starring Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Uh, today, Nicole and I will be actually breaking down Dune, uh, and to be honest, we're both big fans of the book. Um, I personally love it because of how it influenced a lot of Star Wars, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that during the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of it. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone's doing well, that you're healthy, uh, finding happiness somewhere, whether it's the life that you had before or the life that you're looking for now, kind of like what I'm doing. And more importantly, that you're still going because that means something, you know? Okay. Uh, take care, everyone, and uh, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. All right. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah, Christian and Nicole here, and we're just going to talk about Dune. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> what is it, to debut, the thir- was it Thursday night on HBO Max and in theaters? I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah. Thursday night, yeah. And, uh, like, domestic box office for it has already been pretty good, what, $40 million? Which, like, I think, I thought I read somewhere that um, Warner Brothers' last good one was Godzilla versus, versus Kong. King Kong. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah, and that did, like, 31, I think. Yeah, and that one benefited from international release. Yeah, so. that's true. That's yeah. true. I think China has done like twenty million for Dune so far. But that's still really good. Yeah, that's yeah. still pretty good, and I I'm hoping it's enough money to get us to like part two, because like at least finish the book. Hopefully. <laughs> Wait, did they not guarantee a part two? I don't think it was necessarily guaranteed. Yeah, that's important. I, like that's ridiculous yeah. if they didn't, because like this thing. Spoiler alert, this thing kind of ends on a cliffhanger, but yeah. Exactly. I mean, I would imagine, though, that, like, since they got a lot of, like, big-name stars um, in the film, like, would they necessarily just sign up for a one-picture deal? I I don't know, right? But Well, I mean, I've, uh, you know, we're both huge fans of this. Um, Dune was, like, for anyone who's seen the documentary Jodorowsky's Dune, um, Dune was, like, as a as a book phenomenal and influenced a lot mm-hmm. of different sci-fi but more importantly as a film uh or a wannabe film of the sci-fi material it you pretty much see dune in everything in modern sci-fi and film uh okay. from like uh, blade runner to Ali- alien 100 percent. a lot of the artwork uh was there from there um star, star wars there's like a star million wars, star wars yeah. <laughs> yeah so like it it's not surprising that so many a-listers would want to be on this because like they know this is a like it's this like Game like of Thrones level type of like content. You know? Yeah, it's like it's literally Game of Thrones meets Star Wars. That's how mm-hmm. I describe it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Although part of me did kind of wish that the they had adapted this into like a series format, just because I feel like there's so much happening in the books that um, you kind of lose some of like a lot of it if you weren't already a fan and didn't know like the history. And that's probably my one criticism of the whole film is that 
there was a lot of like they dropped you in kind of right in the middle of the story and there wasn't a lot of setup but that's kind of what makes the book quite difficult to adapt i think like the original version um that david lynch did had a lot of like paul narrating and this one didn't have that right so it's it would i'd imagine if as a complete newcomer it you'd get lost fairly easily with the stuff that was happening right yeah no totally um so it's been a long uh, it's been a long time since I've uh, read it but um one of the things that did stand out is what you're saying in the sense that like there's a, there's a lot of terms mm-hmm. and a lot of uh strange name usage uh arabic cultural influences and mm-hmm. uh I guess the best way to put it is for its time which was like when did thing come out like 1965 okay yeah. so like for its time uh, it made sense the mm-hmm. the writing style for that type of science fiction absolutely mm-hmm. made sense like that mm-hmm. that was very much uh, custom custom to like you know you hear weird languages you hear weird foreign things. like it was very it was very much meant to make the audience sort of feel like they've entered an entirely new mm-hmm. culture language exactly. everything yeah. but for modern sci-fi especially for modern sci-fi with with filmmaking with like star trek for instance and the more action based stuff um it's it's very jarring <laughs> to say the mm-hmm. least uh and and like just hearing some of the names and terminologies uh the bene jesuits and the uh uh, what is it? Um, the oh, I forgot what the sandworms name are. are they just called oh, Shai Shai Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, like a hundred percent, I can see uh, the difficulties of translating book to to film. Um, what do you think were some of the things that were kind of lost in translation? Um, t- for me, um, like probably one of the biggest things were was Paul's visions, like. Even part of it, I was getting lost because I I also haven't read the book and the original book in a while, and I was kind of confused. Um, even in one scene when um, Paul, kind of towards the end, where Paul has a vision of um, talking to shoot, I forget the character's name. I think it was uh, it began with the J. Janice, Janice, Janice. Yeah. But he was talking to that dude in his dream, and (laughs) the guy tells him, oh, you have much to learn, right? Like, I will show you the way. Mm -hmm. And and then, spoiler, he ends up killing him. And I was like, wait, when did this happen? I don't remember this happening in the book. Or not the killing part, but, like, the vision part. And then, to be honest, I totally caught up and um, watched a whole bunch of Doom videos on YouTube (laughs) to just be like, like, what was this? To remember what was what. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially um, because, yeah, the flashbacks. Yeah, exactly. But then through watching that, like, then um, there was a commentator who had said that this, um, like, the the amount of visions that Paul was enduring was purposeful because – of who he is and as a person who has like prescience to be able to see shifting futures. And so he was seeing different futures with all of those visions. And I was like, Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> wait, like, so the, okay. like, it's yeah. not written in stone is what yes. you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So some of I... it is still hazy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to I was just going to say, I honestly thought that it was, just a, a filmmaking uh, technique that they were like, all right, we don't know if we have a, a sequel coming and we just need to fit in as much backstory as possible. So we'll just do these flash, these flash forwards to let mm-hmm. audiences see that this is here. I had no idea that this was uh, possible, not uh, definite reality. Although 
I I do think that you're right also, that it was probably also just a tool that they were using. And, like, to to sort of, like, show what how different of a being Paul was or is. And, um, but, yeah, at one point, I was messaging yesterday. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of felt like there were too many visions happening <laughs> also. <laughs> like, like you see Chani so many times and, you know, it, it's just, but how is this really progressing the story? And I was like, you know, a few may be good, but, like, it was just a lot. <laughs> no, like, totally. And, again, I was just like, all right, so they're, they're really trying to squeeze them as, as much. In. And the movie is mm-hmm. long. It's, like, two and a half hours. Yes. So, yes. you know, I honestly thought, okay, yeah, two and a half hours, it's plenty of time to do the beginning to the end. But, like, I think sometime midway through the movie, I was starting to realize they really took the effort to adapt, like, as much as possible from the books. Yeah, exactly. So it it was like, yeah, this is, there's no way this ends. Yeah. Unless, like, the flashbacks were supposed to fulfill all those gaps and we're just going to get to the end. But, no, that that didn't happen at all. Yeah, I I was thinking about it, like, before watching, too, that, like, I was kind of expecting, like, the, um, because they did even show us in the trailer, like, the scenes where Paul's fighting, um, like, the Sardaukar already, and he has the blue-on-blue eyes, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna make that as, like, something that he sees, so that we get a taste of it, but it actually doesn't happen in this part of the movie, because in the books it doesn't happen until, like, the second part, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it was definitely, I was surprised that it was a much more faithful adaptation to the book, than I was expecting necessarily because yeah I wasn't sure if they were gonna be pretty strict in like ending at that part where they did end or if they were gonna like move forward some more so that you would get more screen time with like the front end right but yeah yeah, it's it it was definitely a lot also within um whatchamacallit within a two hour plus like time span (laughs) it was like at this point I I expect there to be like a version, a Snyder cut type version. Oh my it's god! Just like that four hours. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, actually, I would totally be into that because like, um, there's, it, it's it is a it is a depressing movie and it's a very dramatic movie. I was like, okay, there's we're going full uh, dark here, but it, like that is kind of the book. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I I just wonder how much more could have been fit into the world building because there's there's a lot there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of themes. Uh, yes. There's a lot of uh, substances. Mm-hmm. There's just so much into. The whole notion of like precognition and, mm-hmm. and the spice. Can we talk about the spice? Ooh, melange. Yes, and the spice melange. <laughs> uh, like I think they kind of probably didn't explain it enough. Like they just talked about like, oh, it's the most valuable substance in the universe. It's mm-hmm. um, you know what the spacing guild needs. It's but they didn't talk about like spice addiction that much. I don't think they did. And, they like, didn't. And then like to be fun to be blatantly on because i was talking to a friend about it who hadn't read the book and he's mm-hmm. like yeah like he le- he loved the movie a lot and i, I do too i like is one of becoming one of my favorite directors easily in cinematography and this was great and of oh, course Hans yeah. zimmer who can say mm-hmm. no but um the spice i have to stress that the spice is so important to the themes oh of the story yes. Yes. because it is like what gives them a lot of their like psychic powers per se like it gives exactly. them the force powers yeah, yeah exactly and it allows them to extend um extend their lives it allows yeah like navigators to be able to um fold space it allows i think even like the mentats like take a version of it to like allow them to um operate as super like human supercomputers yeah. so it has so many properties that 
pretty much everyone within like the Imperium is addicted to. Absolutely. And it's what they need to function as a society. Mm-hmm. And I get Mentats for gamer fans, mm-hmm. also featured in Fallout. They, you can pop them and get mental stats. The point <laughs> is, again, I'll, uh, throughout this podcast, I'll mention several different things that were inspired by Dune. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, another big thing about the Spice, which I, do, I did stress to my friend, and he, like, he kind of laughed when he realized it too. Um, this book, written in 1965. 1960s was the mm-hmm. era of the psychedelic movement. Yes. <laughs> so... Um, If it's not obvious, spice (laughs) is a metaphor for a lot of psychedelics, particularly like mushrooms and LSD. Um, And if I remember correctly, the the original author was like very much into Into that. Yeah. Yeah. The belief (laughs) that like higher this would allow for higher levels of consciousness and kind of just ran with that. And that's what Dune is all about. And I'm like, man, that is cool. But I have a gut feeling because of all the drug implications. They're totally going to beat around the bush. And they did because, you know. Oh, violence is okay. Drug and sex is are we can't not. promote that. No, yeah, and it's American uh, filmmaking for you. Um, all right. So, uh, what do you feel like talking about? Because you know, I always try to lead these things, but sometimes I just want to have a talk with my friends. So, uh, let's see. What? Oh, well, let's talk about uh, set work, costumes, all the pretty things that they did. Because it was sure. freaking unbelievable. Like it was so beautiful. I watched it on IMAX on Friday night, and it was, like, I'm glad I made that choice, because it was beautiful. Now, did you do 3D IMAX or regular IMAX? Regular IMAX. Okay. Okay. I, like, I think, I mean, we spent a majority of our time on Doom, but the way, like, all the, um, like, the drone shots that they did, all of the, um, like, the set design for, like, even each, in each planet that they showed, Mm-hmm. And how, um, kind of, like, there's a ton of similar aspects in, um, like, all the interior shots that they did. But at the same time, it was still quite distinct for each planet. And particularly, I think they made Doom, um, Arrakis look so beautiful. And, like, it was just, like, very mesmerizing. Like, I love uh, it so much. I know, totally. And, like, I love that it's, like, a desert. Like, the, 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 the base itself was, like, mm-hmm. looked like a pyramid, like, of old yes. school. And, yes. uh... And it's weird because it is a desert, but it's like there's a beauty to it mm-hmm. and, and the way that everything looks. And they did it like a fantastic job all around. Like just visually speaking, this is easily a masterpiece. Uh, and and like I've noticed that with a lot of Villanueva films, uh, I'm kind of because he did um, Blade. If I or yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, 2049. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I I just I kind of love how he sees things in, yes. in the world, especially in sci-fi. It's just yes. gorgeous. Um, I said Blade Runner. Sorry, I said Blade. Oh, Blade! <laughs> I just realized Blade, Blade is the, yeah. the the vampire. Okay, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? Yeah, yeah. So, hundred um, percent agree. Uh, what what like things about the costume design did you dig? Just out of curiosity. Um, I really loved. I think I I especially loved like the look of the the Har- the Harkonnens just because it was it 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 felt. Um, I I do kind of feel like they nailed the same sort of industrial gritty look that um david lynch did in Mm -hmm. his film but kind of took it to another level and like i especially 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 love the way they um the way they portrayed the baron because it wasn't like over the top but he was so menacing as a character and just like um with his weight and with his like with um it looks like the 
the thing that was lifting him up because he's so obese that he can't walk um, was even embedded into his actual like spine, right? Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, and so that was like very um, which we call it like that was unexpected and and I because I thought it would be like oh. Um, originally before we even saw any images, like I wasn't sure how they were going to do that, but yeah, it was, it was very cool. Like I loved that stuff. No, I totally agree. Um, there, there was just a lot of weird, uh, set design choices and, uh, and, uh, like weaponry choices. Like there's a lot of things that were just really made this movie stand out. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't know if this was in the book, but the dragonfly ships, Oh those yeah, were... yeah, 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 yeah. They were the um, ornithopters. Yeah, yeah. Those are the coolest things in the world. I was just like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" I... Yeah, that's. All. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, and like it, it. Um, I think the way they designed even their ships, mm-hmm. it's very distinct, right? And I feel like I haven't seen anything like that in in like ever, as far as like an originality. So, yeah, they were very cool. <laughs> No, totally. Um, and again, there's just a lot. There's a lot to this movie that was really, really influential. But, mm-hmm. um, all right. So, uh, what the one thing that I think you and I both felt like we didn't like about the movie, because like we can praise this thing for days, um, was our good old friend Aquaman, uh, Duncan, oh, Idaho. Duncan Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Duncan Idaho. Uh, to me, when I read it, I was like, oh, it's Obi Wan, basically. Uh, yeah. There's again a lot of a lot of weird Star Wars metaphors and mm-hmm. just the sense that he's like this awesome swordsman who just knows a bunch of shit. And um, he didn't really have much development in this, or at least as much as I thought he would. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I agree. Although, like the more I thought about it, like the more uh, I was like trying to remember that it does kind of make sense that he has a smaller part in this film because he will end up having a much bigger role like even in the next book in Dune Messiah and going forwards all the way to you know to the chapter house Dune and so I sort of understand like why maybe he didn't get it like get as much screen time and as much character development but it's a shame it's a shame because yeah like it I I've also forgot that he died so quick in this part of the book. I was like, oh crap, he's dead already. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that was I like I I went to grab like a snack in the kitchen because I watched this at home like a lazy person. And I was just like, yeah, oh wow, that was that was fast. <laughs> and even like um uh, like we also didn't get that much scenes with Rogue Gurney and I was like, oh man, that's too bad. Because originally he was played by Patrick Stewart, right, in yeah. the David Lynch version, and I feel like he got more screen time there, maybe a little bit, but, um... Which makes sense, he's Patrick which Stewart. Which makes sense, yeah. <laughs> but I am curious to see, and hopeful that he'll get more screen time in, like, the second half of the movie. Because, spoiler alert, he's not dead. I'm pretty sure he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably should have prefaced this whole thing with, like, there's, there's going to be a million spoilers, because, I mean, it's hard not to talk about, talk about it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Especially for something like this much material. Um, what were your, some of your favorite uh, Star Wars references? Um, <laughs> yes, I'm going there. Let me think. Uh, or things that led to Star Wars, I guess I should say. I guess, like, being on a desert planet was a very big, obvious one. Um, that doing, yeah. yeah, having like the chosen one um, yes. storyline, right? And even though, I mean, the thing with Dune that's different with Star Wars is that 
even though we do kind of go through that similar story arc, like in the end, um, Dune isn't really about like, oh, um, sort of having that hero still be the hero. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it a lot more complicated and the story ultimately ends up as a warning to not like put like people in pedestals and, and worship them as gods. Because You're spoiling it for everyone. <laughs> now they know. Now they know. They know what's going to happen. <laughs> this isn't the story about Luke. This is the story about Anakin. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I actually don't remember. So <laughs> I might have been right. I might have been wrong. Um, you're sh- you're right. <laughs> no, don't say that. Because now we definitely know. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, actually, I never actually read anything beyond the first Dune. You read the whole series? Uh, well, no. I read up to Children of Dune. Oh, okay. So, so then yeah. you did read more than just the first book then. Yeah. I okay. really need to like buckle up and try to finish the rest of the series, but it's so long and it's yeah. so thick and it's such a huge time commitment <laughs> that uh, I just don't yeah. have right now. Yeah. What is it? Um the uh what is it? I I only read the first book. And I'm one of those people who's like, I'm, oh yeah, at some point I'll finish all of Game of yeah. Thrones, and at some at point, some point yeah. I'll finish uh, uh, the Witcher series because I think everyone was on the first book, last wish. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just these, these they're great books. It's just man, reading yeah. takes a long time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, were there uh, other aspects of the film that you also really really liked? The Emperor thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, this is very much Star Like, that's the political strife in Star Wars was like, oh, yeah, that's totally Emperor. Emperor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, The, you know, uh, Paul being the chosen one Mm -hmm. and learning how to use his abilities. And, like, that's kind of just Luke learning about the Force. Um, uh, The Jedi mind trick is very much the Bene Jesuits. uh, Voice. Voice, Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, let's talk about this, because this was something that I laughed about, too, when I read the books, and then I saw this happen on screen. Uh, what's uh, what's the dealio with Jessica? <laughs> what part of the deal are you thinking about? Because, <laughs> like, all right. Because <laughs> it can go many ways. Yeah. Okay, okay. So there's this one scene where... Jessica is oh god I can't believe I'm saying this I'm not gonna say who my friend was but I talked to them about this movie mm-hmm. and they saw the scene where Jessica and Paul just start changing in the middle of the desert and he's like mm-hmm. this is fucking weird is there some Freudian thing going on here and I'm like yeah so if you've ever read the books <laughs> Jessica's very detailed and very I don't want to say sexualized but it's like it's weird because it's Paul's story Mm-hmm. and yet they go into a lot of extent about uh, Jessica's character, and I'm like, that's your mom, dude. Why why are we doing that? But, yeah, so I kinda, we kind of laughed about that, and I forgot why I had to mention it, besides the fact that it was kind of creepy. Wait, you know, I completely miss that, that, really? that connotation in the books. Yeah. No, I totally, totally miss that. The book. Like, and I, really? I think like, uh, Rick and Morty kind of parody, parody it a little bit in their TV show, because like, Jessica is like Morty's great love and he's very obsessed with her in a really creepy or like mm-hmm. kind of creepy way for like a teenage boy but then i'm like you know dune kind of does that every time they describe jessica and i'm just like it's again weird because i'm supposed to be following this kid why is he talking about his mom in this way but whatever uh it's 1960s writing whatever <laughs> you know it's like the where everyone's described by like the size of like their 
you know, oh, curves and stuff. Oh, I don't. It's I just, see. It's I that see. kind yeah. of stuff. I see. Because you know, we times were different back then. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, maybe I, like I always keep thinking about it in like third person perspective from the books, and so I'm like, oh, it's just some random narrator like talking about. Um, certain characters in certain ways <laughs> I, I guess that's probably the better way i always just thought it was paul's story though personally like yes we'll we'll see everyone else's a little bit but i'm just like no this is kind of mainly paul's story yeah. yeah that's why i was like man they uh they really get into jessica's really beauty details yeah which is weird it's not like i don't know it's kind of i guess it is borderline creepy yeah. to me that's why i was like man like i get it I like my mom too, but I'm not going to go into elaborate lengths about her beauty. <laughs> that so now that you mentioned that changing scene, though, like I do remember at the time when that happened, I was like, "Oh, this is awkward." Like, yeah. can one of them go behind a rock or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though she's uh, his mom, and I'm sure she, you know she's seen him, all of him. <laughs> he was a baby, but still, like it was just weird. I was just was like, a, "This is this is a bizarre." Bit yeah, because when well, my friend mentioned, I was like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, Jessica's weirdly beautiful in the book descriptions, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like that was based on a real person because there there's no reason for the author to do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. So was I guess I'm trying to think of a fun pivot, but I got nothing. <laughs> Nicole, pivot for us, please. Because now, so yeah. okay, let's talk about religion. I okay. loved the like the Missionaria Protectiva so much. Like just the kind of the idea of it, how like the Bene Gesserit seeded like all these um these worlds with the the chosen one sort of like prophecy. Like I thought that was super cool and very smart and um super interesting and just how in the course of like their breeding program that they also took the time to essentially set up um the arrival of their ultimate being right on so many different worlds so yeah that was freaking cool oh um yeah no i I wholeheartedly agree and like i just love the build-up of the messiah Mm -hmm. and that they even like say it outright it's like yeah yeah. and i'm like oh my god that actually falls into a lot of the judeo-christian yes because yeah yes 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 we've done that with like so many iterations of of a chosen one whether it be abraham or jesus Mm -hmm. or uh i can't think of the other ones (laughs) that just makes me biased um (laughs) damn it why can't i think of Muhammad. Wow, took me forever to remember that name. I'm just like, I know this fucking, um, yeah, yeah. The Messiah thing was was really cool, and how they how they built that up. I'm also, I'm still like hopeful that we'll end up getting like a Benny Jesseret TV series because that I think would be really, really interesting, and um, it's really fun to watch if they can like build that out a lot and like to see you know, how their breeding program got started and, like, sort of all the different, like, intricacies and, like, um, ceremonies and, like, how they're trained and, like, yeah, that stuff is really cool. The entire culture and stuff. Yeah, that is, it is really fascinating and I feel like they're going to do it and release it the same day that Obi-Wan releases just to conflict with Disney. (laughs) No, I'll I'll joke. (laughs) No, totally. Like, joking aside, um, I know what you do on HBO and uh like I yeah. yeah, I see you's and like they're they're very much building some really strong IP between uh like Game of Thrones universe and mm-hmm. uh and now this and it w- it really wouldn't surprise me if they did cuz 
you can see that this this thing's gonna make a ton of money and it's gonna branch into like a million different things already that's so the writing's kind of there you can see the pattern so and also if we're doing like dc adaptations exactly. like the um john cena i can't remember his character in suicide squad movie um, or tv show i it's is it peacemaker yeah, if they're okay. doing a Peacemaker show, it's like, yeah, they're going to do Dune spinoffs. It's not, <laughs> not even a question. Or at least I, I'm guessing so. Please don't quote me on this, whoever is listening. Just be like, oh, that guy, he He, he promised me one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he said there would be one. I was like, yeah, just speculating. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. All right. So we talked We talked about the characters and the, the world. Um, and I like the, the set design and everything, which is cool. Uh what are you looking forward to in the next one? Or in part two? Assuming part two is, you know, finishing up and stuff. Um, I am really looking forward to seeing both Paul and Jessica undergo um, the spice trance. Hell yeah. I'm really, really, really excited for that. Um, I'm Because also... we all want to do drugs together. What's oh, up? hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited also to see um, Alia's birth. Hmm. Um, because she's also such a freaking interesting character, and like if they if we end up getting to book three, like she she plays such a huge role in 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 that book. Yeah. Um. So I'm really excited for that. Um. Also, just seeing um at the end like that big battle with the Fremen versus the Sardaukar that they teased in this part of in this part of the film spoilers spoilers yes and then also like because i really want to see who they end up casting as princess irulan who they end up casting as fade ratha um because i hope they get really good people because yeah the fight scene between fade and paul like i'm also very excited for that could you talk more about this because somebody who has no idea what you're talking about oh well so once again big spoiler alert um, that's fine in the second half of the book um we basically see paul's journey from um being where he is where um this first part of the of the uh book ends where he joins the fremen and learns their ways and how he kind of comes into his own and becomes sort of like that leader that he f- kind of feared yeah into becoming and full-blown yeti master exactly yeah and then he's one of those yetis <laughs> i'm making a jedi joke please yeah. let me shut up right, go ahead. <laughs> but then you know the emperor and um uh the emperor and kind of like his entire entourage ends up coming to um to dune and there's like a big sort of culmination of it at the end of um the next uh the second part of the book and so i'm really excited into probably seeing that part the most just because it's where all the action happens and it's it sets up what's gonna uh sort of have massive implications into the rest of the series yeah and um yeah so i i kind of feel like if 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 there was also something that was a bit difficult with um this first film is that you don't necessarily it ends on a cliffhanger but um you know, the question is because there's so much setup in this part of the book, like, will people be excited enough to want to continue um, to see the second part, right? If, they, totally. if they're totally unfamiliar with, like, all the concepts of Dune and, like, this was, like, a fresh thing and they had never heard of it before. 
Um, but there is a ton of conclusion at the second in the second part of the book, and so um, I feel like it's going to be a lot faster paced, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited. And I hope we get there. <laughs> no, and I think I do think you're right, and like everything in the sense that. Uh, I, I I did know that's where we kind of conclude part two. I just was trying to avoid saying it in case people really didn't want to know, but that's okay. <laughs> Whoops. Spoilers. I, like I that's not even spoilers. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I probably should have said something or wrote something. <laughs> but now, if you've never read the books and you really didn't want to know about the movie, Sorry. too bad. <laughs> Fuck you. We totally ruined it for you. Uh, I mean, like, no, like, realistically, there's so many ways of how to get to point B, and mm-hmm. like, I, I, there's a lot that I don't remember, and so seeing it in part one, like, how they interpreted like a lot of the books and how it changed and, and really uh, embraced things mm-hmm. was really cool. So, regardless of now knowing part two, check out how we get from the how we fill the puzzle together with the little pieces and stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. and if you complain that we spoiled the entire series for you i do apologize because sorry yeah, it's it's fine <laughs> um but yeah no i i totally want to see this as well because like that is that is something that i've also been dying to see but i've also been like very cognizant of avoiding to tell a lot of friends of mine because i'm like yeah you don't want to know that there's gonna be this giant epic battle but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? Because, like, yeah. again, Star Wars references, and yeah. it's like, you, you know, then even then there was that big, you know, Death Star fight. So it's like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have, not a Death Star fight, but... We're going to have something it. big. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, in, in the flashbacks, I hit that, all that stuff, too. Do, do you think, um... So if the, if the second movie does really well, which it very much could, um... Do you think we adapt all the books? I think that they will at least get through book three, I, okay. I think. Um, onwards, like, we'll see. I mean, we haven't had, I don't think there's been a lot of, like, book-to-film adaptations that have covered um, the entire lifespan of the series that often. Yeah. Like, I, like the only thing, as far as, like, a longer book series, the only thing that pops into mind is, like, Harry Potter. Like, I can't think of yeah. anything else, like, more than three movies that have, well, maybe also um, uh, Lord of the Rings, but yeah, but I don't. But they haven't done everything. And Lord of the Rings, well, yeah. they're kind of um, they're doing the reboot right. for Amazon. Well, uh, well, actually, no, that's going to be the Similarian, right? Yeah. If I remember yes. right. Yes. And then uh, they did six movies. The Hobbit apparently yeah. was worth three movies, which is yeah. kind of ridiculous. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the, it could be. It could be yeah. very much be. Um, Although, I do think. Yeah. What's up? Oh no no no! I was just thinking that at least with, with Lord of the Rings, it was three books, and so. But can you think of anything that's like a five, six, seven book series that has been well, adapted? In well, Lord of the Rings title? was three. Remember, th- it was three books, but then, but then the Hobbit, split, yeah, which the became Hobbit, three movies, movies, and then yeah. now Similarian is going to be an that's entire TV show. So that's yeah. technically. F- five i think yeah hmm. um so and that's kind of close to that's what, close, yeah. yeah what does dunes count it's like six or seven i don't um, remember i forget how many eight? there were honestly is it eight or nine holy crap okay yeah, it's pretty long <laughs> wait let me google this really fast <laughs> we did our research we're not nicole just is accessing the mind banks in her memories and uh 
No, I'm just kidding. It very much a lot of the times when we do these things, it's like, hold on, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Here's the answer. Thank you. Here's the answer. Thank you, Google. Um, but, um, yeah. It's taking a lot longer than I thought. Uh, to fill in the gap, <laughs> uh, Dune. Well, uh, technically, let's... if you count the prequel books, there's 15 books in the series. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but the original is one, two, three, four, Six. Okay, six books in the original series. Okay, so they can yeah. kind of do that. Is like a, is it? Well, even if they did a movie series, that'd probably be like a dozen books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god. But then again, it's like they could they could use the IP again, like yeah, HBO exactly. and, and exactly. Warner Brothers and all those guys. It's like, yeah, I can I can see them do that. Um, what else are you gonna say about Dune? Oh, the Sandworms. Ooh, um, they were cool. I, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Fat Boy Slim, you know, don't you walk without rhythm. I won't track. Um, God, that, you know what's funny is that's funny to me, but then I'm like, oh, that's right. Most people are probably too old to, to remember that now. It was like 2000 um, or 2002 or whatever. Um, yeah, so there, again, lots of references to Dune to many pop culture things. The sandworms are really cool because they were depicted a little bit uh, different in this, in the sense that they were they were just gigantic. Uh, yeah, they were just they were really massive. big. Yeah. And like the crate dragons from Mandalorian, except times fifty. Mm-hmm. And like, if you also add in like kind of the teeth elements of like the Sarlacc, kind of reminded me of that a bit. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or yeah, and our... do you remember the movie Tremors? Yeah, I do. <laughs> You're also dating us like tremendously, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Like what, 1984? I think or something. Um... 85. I don't remember. That was the one with Kevin Bacon, right? I, I actually yeah. don't think I I saw the original one, but I, I think I, I saw, like, the sequel maybe, like, on TV one time a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that that was a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They should redo that. <laughs> uh, they should just redo everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that there's a huge likelihood that that's going to happen at some point anyways. <laughs> Hear that Hollywood? That'll be my next yeah, screenplay there you go. pitch. There yeah. you go. Oh, I'm I'm wrong. It was 1990. So okay. Yeah. There we go. It's not That's as enough. old as I thought. <laughs> Holy crap! Wait, there's there's a lot of these. There's a Tremors two, mm-hmm. and a Tremors three, a Tremors four, five, six. Oh damn! I didn't realize yeah. there was that many. <laughs> and there was a Tremors: A Cold Day in Hell that came out in 2018. In fact, there was a Tremors: Shrieker Island that came out last year. What? Yeah, <laughs> this, is like, this is uh. Like, uh directed streaming movie I, I have probably this is i didn't realize <laughs> that this franchise was that beloved um and it's all just sandworm. like uh and it's funny because um like final fantasy again i keep mm-hmm. saying final fantasy um they use the sandworm also as one of the villains in a lot of them mm. um the sandworm is like a cl- staple classic in a lot yeah. of memes and and exactly. uh, sci-fi yeah. and stuff like that and it's all from dune which is crazy would you say you also bought um like Music played such a huge part of the film as well. Mm-hmm. And I actually was getting sort of like the grandeur of like Lawrence of Arabia from like, oh, totally. from like the score. It was beautiful. Yeah, no, hundred percent I mean it's Hans it's Hans Zimmer. Yeah. How can you uh, go you wrong? You can't with expect that? anything less. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, is he I can't I don't know how old he is now, but I really hope he never retires. Yeah. 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 Please I'm... keep doing what you do forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my yeah. It was so distinct, and like, mm-hmm. um, um, wait, did actually did Hans Zimmer do even like 
um, uh, like all of the sound effects for Dune? I'm going to say yes, but the truth is, is probably not. <laughs> it's probably like a mixture of people. <clears throat> cool. You're looking it up now, aren't you? I'm, I'm trying to look it up. I know you are. Because I somehow, <laughs> I thought I had, why did I have the thought that the guy who did Mandalorian was somehow involved in, in Dune? But maybe I just read that incorrectly and i just had it in my brain i mean you can look it up if you want fill time and stuff because we're totally just gonna keep rambling um (laughs) wait but no you're right i think it might be just at least this is what this entertainment weekly um article was so really what is it uh i mean yeah that that does make sense uh what is it the uh sometimes i think too like do they mix teams that often i don't know I feel like that. I mean, I could just be biased because I just think there's always like a, uh, fran- not franchise war, but a um a studio war. And I'm uh, like, would the would the oh. Disney Mandalorian team really be down to help uh, Warner Brothers? Probably uh, not. That's true. Whatever production was it? Warner Brothers who made Dune? I don't even know. Yeah, I just know it's on HBO Max. So I'm, okay, that makes more yeah, sense. It was yeah. Warner Brothers and Legendary. Hey, a Legendary. There yeah. you go. Oh, that makes sense. Why uh why uh Zimmer was there then? Because Legendary and like they're tight, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, if if anyone who doesn't know in terms of filmmaking, people use the same people and like studios love the same people. Well, it, yeah. That's the hard part about breaking in is like it's it's really just that that social circle a lot of the time. But then, you know, people get old, they retire or they become, you know, unfavorable for whatever reasons of it like senile or they end up becoming, you know, revealed as fucked up people because <laughs> that's very much happening now. Um so yeah, yeah. Uh but again, <clears throat> lots of people same production teams mm-hmm. yeah so is there anything else we missed that we should chat about um no i guess we never talked about timothy chalamet and uh, zendaya i, I guess they, had good chemistry. they yeah. did which is yeah. weird because it was mostly flash forwards yeah. yeah that's true that is true yeah did you find that it was kind of anticlimactic when they finally met in person no, I kind of dug that because yeah, I feel like okay. Zendaya does good with the like unassuming, like it's it's her romance whenever, or I shouldn't say that, but her things are very slow burny. Yeah. Yeah, they're subtle. They're like, they start as friendships and then it's like, ooh, you know, things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm horrible. I'm a writer and I'm like, oh yeah, that's, I just said woo. That's kind of describes <laughs> it. Um, I mean, all right. So like the reason that I'm stressing this is because I saw an interview um, that was trending on either Twitter or something, and uh, Timothy was like, "Zendaya, who's your?" Or some they asked her, "Zendaya, who's your celebrity crush?" And mm-hmm. Timothy was just like, "Oh, it's um, it's Tom Holland," and Ooh. everyone giggled because <laughs> you know we all know that they're together and like real life Peter Parker, Mary Jane type thing. But I was just every time I think about that, I'm like, "Yeah, that's it's kind of it's just kind of how I see her now." But yeah, they're the the her and like relationships. But yeah, yeah, that's... I think she's just Mary Jane. That's that's well. Oh well. Speaking of that, though, do you feel like she um, embodied her character well? One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I agree too. Because like, I think both him and her, uh, both Timothy and her, um, like when you're watching them, you're not necessarily think, oh, it's the actor. Versus, I'm sorry, but Jason Momoa, I love him. But all I could think of is, oh, it's Jason Momoa. (laughs) Well, I do agree with you on that. I'm also just laughing because I'm. It's Duncan Idaho. Yeah. 
<laughs> like that's also how I know that the person was kind of on something when they wrote this because Duncan Idaho as a name or like Jessica. What? It's just Jessica. Yeah, it's we're just the lady Jessica. <laughs> it's just the lady Jessica. It's like, man. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. J- Jason Momoa is very much just Jason Momoa, which is why like there were definite scenes where he was on screen where I'm like, oh, he's gonna be fun, Aquaman, bro. Yeah. And like it wasn't that, and I was a little disappointed. But oh. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's at a least... character. Yeah. Yeah. They, at least they kept true to the uh, the heart of the story, which was yeah. important. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a Disney movie where, or a Marvel movie where it's just like, we're going to have fun now. But yeah, yeah, because there are definitely, I know a lot of people crit- criticize them for that. And that is one thing I think Warner Brothers does super well with the, a lot of their products is they know how to do drama. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I dig it uh, when I'm in the mood for it. But um, yeah. Did you have a favorite character in the movie? Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, I guess we should talk about um, what's his face, Oscar Isaac, the dad. Uh, oh, Leto. Uh, okay. Leto, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was great. I loved him. I um, especially, I think my favorite is Stilgar. I loved Javier Bardem, and yeah. he did such a badass job. Like, it, like he's probably my favorite iteration of Stilgar. That's that makes sense, and honestly, he's just a really great badass character. Mm-hmm. He just plays that. Yeah. yeah, he plays it super well. I just it's think of him so uh, in No Country. Like, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And also, it's just... <laughs> I can't imagine... I, he probably has done this in the past, but I can't imagine him in like a, a happy like rom- rom-com <laughs> type situation. <laughs> like When I see him, I'm just like, yeah, he's just the badass guy. He's the... He's the hey. His look could ki- his looks could kill you. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's that stare. It's like, oh, my yeah. heart. Um... <laughs> Uh, oh, how did you feel about the the action sequences? I guess because we didn't really talk about that, huh? Oh, the um, I think so. It, it's interesting, right? Because like, I feel like a lot of movies in like for an action movie, there. Well, I I would have like maybe wanted to have that sort of like level of intensity as far as um when uh our team was invaded by the heart the Harkonnens to mm-hmm. happen a little bit later in the movie because part of it right in, in the book they the attack isn't that quick it, it they actually the family stays in um in Arrakis for a little while before the attack actually happens and but this you know because of like shortness of time they had to cut it so that it seemed like the next night they were attacked already um and so I kind of felt that that was a little bit too early in the movie Mm-hmm. But it was beautiful, and it was, like, yeah. very, very, like, explosions, and, like, you could feel just the intensity and, like, how crazy the massacre it was. Yeah. And um, seeing, like, I really love that scene when the starter car, like, just came floating down. It was such a badass scene. Yeah, and then when they rained hellfire yeah. and everything, that was oh, crazy. Yeah, that was cool. That was yeah. So cool. And then, um, I like how shields work in this universe. I'm oh. just like, oh, that, that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, my, um, I think, like, one of the aspects that may be confusing to people is, like, oh, you have, you have such advanced technology. How come they're fighting with swords, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, um, but because in the backstory of it, there's no, um, like, com- like real computer AI in this universe because of, like, um, a long time ago, they were, um, humanity was actually enslaved by AI. And so thinking machines, quote, unquote, were, like, banned for mm-hmm. a- after that period and so um 
that sort of, I think, then ties into how weaponry is sort of relegated to ships, but not so much in close um, hand-to-hand combat. Because Which makes sense, the yeah. blade can then penetrate the shield versus, like, a gun. Uh, I mean, yeah, like a, like a like a laser gun, which would be propeller. That makes sense a lot, yeah, yeah. Which then it also makes us some really uh, for, makes for some really cool sword fighting scenes yeah. or knife fighting scenes, I should yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else about Dune that we should talk about, or should we just wrap? I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of topics. We did, like to be <laughs> we honest, spoiled the, a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Dune. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um all right so final final thoughts on uh on dune and stuff i am looking forward to um seeing part one and part two together in the future in its entirety um <laughs> i also hope christian's prediction of having like a snyder cut version will happen um i yeah i definitely can't wait to see more scenes with like the founder and the guy and Silgar in the second half of the movie and this first half did a really great job with setup and um, sort of starting to show us like Paul's journey, and it's going to be a very wild and crazy ride going forward. No, it's a hundred percent. And uh, yes to everything you just said, and uh, I will say right now that this movie, especially given the conditions with COVID and everything. This movie easily deserves best cinematography mm-hmm. and some definitely uh, some shout outs uh, for other things, too. I know right now it's like got a mixed review. A lot of people are just kind of confused by the sci-fi lore because ah. it's a lot. But like with the exception of that, like a lot of people are digging it. Um, they're watching it in droves. And like, I don't know, there's there's really not that many great like you must watch mm-hmm. movies out there at the moment. And this is definitely one of them. I highly yeah. suggest you see it in theater, uh, in IMAX and, and IMAX 3d. I know I didn't, and I'm kind of a dick for not because, you know, I, I probably should have, but like definitely this is a theater experience mm-hmm. if you can. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. A theater yeah, totally. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode of, uh, I guess, Movie Talk. I've read Movie Talk episode seven. It's been, I checked, it's been like a year and a half since we've done Movie Talk. But it's it's fine. Uh, you know, ch- uh, come uh, check us out weekly for Gamescast, which uh, Rob and Bilal still do. And uh, occasionally, I'll still, as I did in, the intro- uh, in this special introduction, uh, we'll still do some TV talks and some movie talks as well with special guests and stuff too. And um, yeah, I hope everyone enjoys Dune, definitely. Uh, Go see it if you haven't, and um, has a good weekend. Uh, and happy Halloween. I keep forgetting. Oh, yes. It's, happy Halloween. Yeah. Spooky scary. Okay. Take care, everyone. Bye. Oh, that's right. I have to save time for the whole theme song. Oh, wait. No. Do I? I don't remember anymore. I do normally, right? I save time for the theme song. But I keep forgetting if I actually... No, I do. Okay. Wow. Sorry. I'm being indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> How many seconds do you wait? It's like, I think it's 28. I don't know if 28's passed, so I'm just going to go to the 15 mark just to be safe. Um, yeah, that's the other, it's a, so, like, one thing I did realize, too, with TriCast is um, 